contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Hey y'all, we're going to get to the show in just a moment. I wanted to give you a heads up that the audio gets a little wonky the last six or seven minutes when one of our microphones goes out. You can still hear it. It's just not the same quality. So enjoy. Let us know what you think. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all of that. And enjoy today's episode because it's one of the most vulnerable ones we've had to date. Hey, everybody. As you know, (laughs) I'm Ta. I'm Cole. We are Ta Ta Cole. Cole, If you didn't already know. know. Now you know. So today I wanted to get on and talk to y'all a bit about what I was told um, probably 30 yeah, 30 years ago, I was told that I would be blind by the time I was 40. And um, it scared the shit out of me, uh, honestly. And um, it affected everything that I did in my life. And it still has a a pretty strong hold on my imagination of my eyesight. Uh, I was diagnosed with something called retinitis pigmentosa, which is a retinal degenerative uh, disease. I was told that I had, and um, it's like looking through two toilet paper tubes and not being able to actually see what's around you. And I was told that I would be blind. Um, It didn't necessarily affect my central vision, but my central eyesight was jacked up. And I was told that I would lose my eyesight by the time I was 40. And I walked in fear for... The, from the end of my teens into uh, until five, six years ago, um, I was walking in constant fear that I was going to lose my eyesight. And um, it, it held, it, it caused a lot of disruption in my body. It also caused me to act uh, in a lot of really weird ways, uh, do a lot of things that I was afraid I wouldn't be able to see this or do this anymore. So I did all kinds of stuff trying to, to, to get myself in a position where I could live the, to, the, to the utmost, yet I was still in fear, which was causing a lot of disruptions in my body. And um, it was frightening. What a lot of people don't know, and it's not something that, this is the first time actually that Ta has publicly in this kind of way um, posted something like this and actually shared about the retinitis pigmentosa. And part of that is because we don't talk about it in the present tense. And he'll share more about the how, um, how he's maintained and improved his sight, even though he was supposed to lose it, according to medical doctors, um, almost eight years ago. And when Ta and I first started seeing each other, I had the feeling, it felt at times when we'd be sitting out at dinner that it, it felt like he was looking at my face like he was trying to memorize it. Like there was going to be a time that he wouldn't be able to see it anymore. And something that a lot of people don't know, um, and it's not even something most people can imagine, is what impact that has physiologically when subconsciously you're in fear or there's this impending doom of what you won't be able to see and the things that you won't be able to do because it's impossible to not consider it even if you're trying your best to ignore that. And it it 
at times still creeps up on him as far as like the emotional elements and I'll let him share parts of that. I can just share from the perspective of a partner that um, it's something that he hasn't really shared about. And if you've ever come up to him in public, especially in a darker place on the side and you felt like he was ignoring you, it was actually you were outside of where he could visually um, perceive you. So I'm going to, I'm going to speak for myself and, and, uh, there's a lot of shit with this eyesight thing that many of you don't know about and that I've grappled with. I've traveled around the world with my music. I've, I've, you know, I was a skateboard. I was a competitive skateboarder as a kid. I did a lot of stuff and I was scared through all of it. I was frightened. Um, there are, there are times when people will walk up to me and extend their hand to shake, shake their, shake my hand really low and I won't see it. And, you know, people get offended and all kinds of stuff happens on a day to day with me that most people don't know about. And so there was a period where I really couldn't see anything. And my eyesight was closing up, closing up, closing up, closing up, closing up. And I thought I was going to be blind. And I decided uh, that that wasn't going to be the case anymore. And so, you know, Cole and I started doing some research on a lot of uh, on a lot of stuff. Um, we, we, I changed my diet. I cut out all animal products. I cut out all alcohol, no smoking, no nothing. And I decided that I was going to allow my body to actually heal itself because I did some research. Uh, she, she got a book for me called stem cells, heal your eyes. And it was a lot of research around being able to get your body to relax so that your body can actually release stem cells and actually repair what's going on. And, and that happens for the entire body. And so I had to find out what was actually stressing me that was stopping me from relaxing. And many of you know that I had insomnia for about 30 years of my life. In, for 30 years, I wasn't getting more than three or four hours of sleep and uh, a night. And this was for 30 years. And I couldn't figure out what it was that was stressing me so bad. And what, what, what it came around to was um, not just the eating, not just my movement practices, which have a lot to do with how I'm able to actually relax and move into my body space, but it was me being honest about the things in my life. So when Cole and I first started dating, when we first started seeing each other, the first time she came to stay at my house overnight, we stayed up all night and uh, I, I went to sleep after that. I started sleeping five hours and six hours and five hours and four hours and five hours and it started getting longer and longer and longer and I couldn't figure it out. So a couple of years later, I was like, what, what, what is it about when Cole came to stay with me? Or what is it about Cole that caused me to go to sleep miraculously and magically? And it wasn't my just, conversation. It wasn't just Cole. It was me being honest because that night I really spoke my entire truth. I mean, mm-hmm. I told as much of it as I could at that moment that I could recall or that I was, that I was uh, aware of. I brought all this stuff that I had never told anybody to the surface and it allowed me to relax because she didn't judge me. And being in a space with somebody who I wasn't judged by allowed me to relax, allow my nervous system to calm down. It allowed me to trust. I didn't have that option uh, a lot, or at least I didn't believe I had that option because I wasn't, I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know how to express my truth. Everything I was doing was coming from a place of hiding. And so not being seen I wasn't actually seeing, right? So if I can't see myself, maybe everybody else can't see me. And so maybe that was the energetically what was going on with my eyes my entire life. I have no idea, and I'm not going to get into the semantics in the story. What I'm going to tell you about is how I got my eyesight to open up. And, and I believe, and I know deep in my heart and in my soul, that 
me being honest with myself, me being honest with myself primarily, me being honest with Cole, me starting to be honest with my mom, starting to be honest with all the people around me about the things that I love and the things that I don't like, the things that I that, that disgust me, the things that I really don't want to be a part of that I've been participating in. These are the things that started to allow my body to relax. When I left nursing, I really wanted to be out of nursing. When I left there, I started to relax. And when I changed, when I officially changed my name from Brian to Ta, that that was my truth. I didn't want that name. I, it, it made me feel horrible all my life. Don't know why. Um, my mom said that there was no trauma around anything or any drama. I asked her. That name didn't suit, sit well with me. So when I let that name go, another truth, my body got to relax. And all of these things started happening. My eyesight started to open up. Okay. So these are the things that, that helped me. My nutrition right? My movement practices, how I breathe, and how honest I am with myself and everybody else around me. And I'm finding more and more that the more I'm honest with myself and the more I'm honest with the people around me and the more I peel back the layers of my emotions and I figure out what's going on with me, the more my eyesight opens up. And so I'm going to celebrate something on here that I haven't celebrated. Um, I haven't worn glasses in four years now. Okay, four, four years. I took my, I decided to take my glasses off. I was gonna let my eyes rest and see what happens. I took my glasses off. Right, I've been driving since I got my driver's license when I was 16. Okay, and I've been wearing glasses to drive. Right, and I was going for an eye tests and vision tests and all this stuff since I was 16. Ophthalmologists, optometrists, all these people giving me glasses, putting lenses on me, contacts, the whole shebang. This past week, Cole and I went to get our Texas driver's licenses. And I sat in a DMV and they did the eye test. I didn't wear glasses and I passed it on the first attempt. Okay, the first, the first attempt, I passed the eye test with no glasses. And this for me is, it may not sound like that big of a deal, but for somebody who was told that they were going blind, right, that I would be blind by the time I was 40, I'm going to be 48. In December, okay, I'm, my eyesight is getting better. Okay, every day it gets better. The more I'm honest, it gets better. The more I open up, it gets better. This is some real shit, and 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 this is this is it's awesome for me, you know. And being able to be in this space where I let my emotions move through my body, I don't hold on to them, I don't keep them buried, I don't push them down. That's how this stuff is working for me. And, you know, all the medicine in the world, all the procedures in the world, all that stuff is great. And if you aren't tuning into what's going on with your emotional situation, your emotional body, all of that stuff means nothing. If you aren't living your life in your fullest, all of that stuff means nothing. It means absolute zero. You have to be a complete human being. I know I do. I have to be a complete human being. And as I'm more of a complete human being, all this stuff opens up for me. My, my, my business opens up. My, my, my life opens up with the people that I interact with. I'm traveling. I'm doing all of this stuff, and I'm able to see things from a different space, a space that I never got to do before. I had to do things to open up my perception that were absolutely crazy. I had to be able to, to, to make the, the goosebumps rise up on my body so I could detect the temperature of the room so that I could actually find people around me. I did all kinds of things to, to broaden my perception in my body. And, as, and, and the only way that I could do that 
so that I could actually get my eyesight to my eyes to rest so that I could improve things was to actually tune into my emotions, let things move through, be honest with myself. I love you so much. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people see where we are and um, it just seems like everything has been easy and amazing and, and it has in a lot of ways. And we still have things that we navigate. We still have things that come up. And if you have had, I mean, no one really has, not much anyway. If you had seen when Todd gets hurt because of things that he couldn't see before something happened, um, how vigilant we are in not keeping stuff on the floor and put away so, so that injuries don't happen. It's something that I know a lot of people perceive Ta as this superhero, which he is, and they don't know what it's like to hold your partner when they're having a hard day. You know, when the old stuff comes up of of wishing he could see different or wishing he could see more or whatever, because we still go through that too. We've just learned how to use tools and resources to get through it and not attach to it. You know, uh, for those that um, saw his post a, free, a few weeks ago, he had a big scratch on his face. He scratches. was scratches. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still see a little bit of a scar on the side of his cheek. He was out playing basketball and he ran to get the ball before it went in the bushes and he ducked down, felt something, a tree by his face. So he hurried to turn away from it and just smashed the whole side of his head into a larger branch because it's outside of the periphery that he has. And he came home and I just held him for the rest of the day. You know, he he cried and was upset and, you know, he can share as much of that as he feels called to. And it's just, you know, every time you think that, you know, I know we share a lot. We can't share. We Not that we won't. It's just that there's a lot to us, too. And we're happy to share that. And I just for anyone that's watching right now that's ever been diagnosed with something, you don't have to wear that forever. You don't have to take it with you every time you go out of the house. I know from my own stuff that there is a place of being seen and being validated for pain or for whatever. And then once you evolve through that and you find your tools, there's a process of letting it go because it doesn't define you. It means you find another way. And that's why when I tell you, Ta, how much I love you and how inspiring you are and all the things that we do in spite of what people have told each of us individually and us together. When we first got together, people were like, yeah, give it a year. Then the fun's going to wear off. And it's been six. And the fun has never worn off and it's not going to wear off. And any person that tells me what my diagnosis, whether it's with relationships or health or spirituality or whatever, honestly, can suck it because I it just I'm not taking on anyone else's projection or story. Definitely agree, and uh, I'm I'm you know I've been told a lot of what I'm I'm you know you're you're gonna be blind. I was told that I was told that I'm going you are going to be blind by forty by by the time you're forty you're going to be blind. What kind of shit is that to tell somebody? So that when they start having that belief, they build themselves into the belief that they're going to be blind. My eyesight, at that point, my eyesight started to rapidly get worse. Rapidly, rapidly, rapidly get worse. I was told, you know, 
few years, uh, what, in 2012, I hurt my back. I broke my back. Uh, and I was told that I would never run. I was told that I would never lift heavy. I was told that I would never jump. I was told all these things. I was told that I had to have screws on my back. I was told all these things. And that's not the case. Right now, I run faster than I've ever ran. Right, I'm almost down to a seven-minute mile. Right, I've, I jump higher than I've ever jumped, and I lift heavier than I've ever lifted in my life. Okay, this is something that I was told, and as I as I peel back these layers and I learn how to get my body into a space where it can relax and it can rejuvenate itself, things shift for me. And and you know, I I, I was told in high school I'd never amount to anything. Like, oh, you're never gonna be anything. You'll never amount to anything. Right, because of your grades. Look at your grades. And then when I when I graduated, I went to community college. I was told, "Oh, you're going to community college. You're never going to amount to anything." And I went to community college. I got a nursing degree, and look where I am now. Look at all the stuff that I'm doing. Okay, look at all the people that I've helped. Look at how I'm how I'm how I've learned to navigate the world. Right. And if you think navigating the world is some is some easy shit, and I'm on easy street all the time, you are sadly mistaken. Okay. And that's okay. And if that's what you want to believe, you can go ahead and believe that. I've been through the ringer, and, and, and what I want is to be able to show people that are going through the ringer that they don't have to do it the way I did it. You don't have to go through those steps. You don't have to suffer all the way through this. You can learn how to be honest. You can learn how to build community around yourself. You can learn how to believe in yourself and find people that believe in you, like all of y'all who are watching this believe in me. And once you have the support of your community, you can bolster yourself. You can support yourself and your nervous system can calm down and your body can actually shift into where it needs to be. And that's the important shit. And this is, this is the work that I do now. This is why I left nursing, because I want to help people get into a space where they learn how to manage their body and they learn how to have the most awesome time in whatever body they are living in. Learn to speak that body's language. Learn what your body is telling you. And so we, we do all of these programs and we do all of this stuff and we have this, this thing we're doing now, this, this uh, somatic safari of the self thing that we're doing, which is, a, which is a, a, a webinar that we're doing for free every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, man. And we're going to tell you this week, we'll tell you about your emotions and how I've learned to navigate emotion. And translating what your body is trying to communicate to you. Your body is speaking a language. When you look at something like you're losing your sight, and when I first met Ta, he kept saying, I'm losing my vision. I have bad vision. And I was like, no, you don't. Your sight may be what it is, but your vision is amazing. Because when we look, if we've been told that our vision is bad, that's going to translate into our imagination of what we can conceive as possible. So if you're having back issues, if you're having stomach issues, what are you with your back, where are you not feeling supported or where are you carrying too much weight from family, from work, from relationships, from whatever? With stomach issues, what are you unable to digest or what's upsetting you? What's making you so angry that it's upset? Your body's cues are not only food and diet. That's part of it, sure. If it's not happy, it's not happy. But these are messages. These are messages that your body is sending you. And if you don't listen, it gets louder and it gets harder to come back from. And that's why when we work with people, it's because we've been to the brink where it was either end it or change it. And so we get it. We understand. 
When I first found out I had fibromyalgia, no one even knew what that was, but I was relieved there was one doctor who had actually heard of it. But myalgia is it fibromyalgia is not a condition. It's a series of symptoms they can't explain that's physical pain. Your pain is real, for sure. And until you start digging in to the personal work, it's not going to change no matter how much you change your diet, nope. no matter how much you meditate. Nope. Until you get radically honest with yourself, you are not going to get to the root cause, which is whatever you're holding on to or old dysfunctional patterns. Look, I know I get on Facebook and I rant because every time I get on Facebook and I rant and I talk about this stuff, somebody hits me up and they're like, yo, that shit resonates with me. Man, I thought I was alone. You are not alone in anything that you're dealing with. And the more you can find people that can coincide with you, the more your body can relax because it removes the shame from the situation. And if you're feeling ashamed of who you are and, and why you function the way you do and what's going on with you, you're going to hide and it's going to cause your body to be in distress. And that's the last thing you need to do. That's the last thing any of us need to do is to be hiding and to be by yourself. And I have said this before and I will say it again. The thing that I witnessed the most when I was nursing, when I was in nurses, when I was in nursing as a nurse, Okay, it was people coming to me at the end of their life asking me to close the curtain and saying, can I say something to you? And they would tell me their, their deepest secrets, the things that they've never told anybody and that they were afraid to tell anybody and that they had to say so that they could finally be peace. Don't wait until you're in your deathbed to be open. If the people around you, if you cannot be open with these people and you are physically not safe, there's no way you're going to heal from any of your diseases, okay? If you are if you are in a space that you don't like and you don't feel safe, if you're dealing with people and you don't feel safe, if anything in your life stops you from feeling safe, stops you from feeling connected, stops you from feeling fulfilled, right? If anything stops you from feeling that stuff, you are not going to be happy, your body is not going to relax, and it's going to cause you distress. If you've been waiting for a sign, whatever in your life, consider this the sign you've been asking for, that it's time to leave. It's time to quit. It's time to start over. It's time to keep going. It's time to not give up. It's time to never give up. It's time to not settle. It's time to commit. The time is right now. There is no future. There is no past. There is only this moment. Your body is never anywhere except in this moment. It is your mind that brings in depression because of what's happened. It's your mind that brings in anxiety because the fear of what could happen or what's impending. But until you quit that job or leave that relationship or cut ties with the people you need to, it's not going to change. You have to change. No doctor can save you. No medication can save you. No diet or nutrition can save you. They can give you tools. They can give you support. But it's up to you to do the deeper work. And that's what we're here to help guide you through. This isn't some bullshit. We're just making it up here. This is our own experience and the hundreds and thousands of people we walk through this with now.
So if you've been waiting for a sign, it's here. Every Tuesday, we're sharing how. Every Tuesday, we're giving you tools and downloads and whatever. You don't ever have to spend a single penny with us to get support and help. We are here to share as much as we can for those that want it. And if you don't want it, we love you anyway. Mm -hmm. That does not change our love for you. What we would love is for you to be free. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We live in the freest country of the world and the people here are some of the most imprisoned in the world and most of it by our own adherence. And by our own subconscious programming that other people have programmed into us generationally and that we program into ourselves. So, you know, if you if you talking about you woke, right? You woke. Oh, I'm woke. I'm woke. Get out it's of bed. It's time to get out that bed. Yep. Get pull the covers back and get out the bed. Let's go. To know, to intellectually understand what's going on changes nothing. Action does. It is the movement of your body in the direction that you want to go and the person you're actively creating and what you want for your life starts right now in this moment. And if that means you finally make the phone call you've been putting off, do it right now. Text the person, whatever it is. No more waiting. No more. Get out of bed. If you want change, we're here for it. We're here to support that. We love you. And if you want to stay where you are, that still is empowering when you know that you choose it not you are stuck or imprisoned where you are. Yeah, it is. Are you willing to deal with the consequences of whatever you choose or not choose? Yeah, it is. And it is a choice. And when you know, you make an empowered choice. When you don't know, you make a disempowered choice. You give you the power away. still choosing. Yes. You're still choosing. And so as you wake yourself up, make sure that you're not staying in that bed. Get up out the bed and let's go. Get up out of that bed. Dance till you feel better. Get up out of that bed. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey anyway. Hey. <laughs> Saying, you know, we got to lighten it up. I know we, we this, <laughs> this is a little, heavy. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> heavy, and heavy. So, you know, I, I wanted, I, I really wanted to get on and celebrate this, this, this moment of uh, passing that eye test, you know, at the DMV. That was a Big deal huge. for me. I mean, huge. I was like, yo, I took the eye test and I didn't need no glasses. I got out there. I was like, what? Need, you did didn't wear need your glasses? No glasses. First time. First, this is a, this first is time, ridiculous. first read. Ridiculous. I, Absurd. I, uh, and uh, not surprising because we are not playing, not playing with games. this shit. I'm we not are playing. not. I'm not playing games. Nope. You can go to my Instagram or you can go to my Facebook and you see, you see that side-by-side comparison <laughs> of true. me when I was 37 and me when I was... Uh, 47, and 36 and 46, whatever it is, 10 year difference, complete, complete overhaul on me. So this is not something that is beyond you. Yeah. People saying, I'm the, you're a superhero. You're this year. Look, I've been through the ringer. That's how I know how to do this. He created super. Okay. I I know how to do this. And so asking people who have never been through this, is not going to get you there. I, you want, you want to know about experiences. I got experiences in my own body and watching other people and helping other people move through stuff. This is why I do what I do because I've been through it. So this is not about moral fibers. You'll never be judged with me. Nothing like that. Okay. By, by this team here, you'll never be judged. You're loved. And that's what we want for you. We want for you to know. So, um, and it will take tremendous courage if you walk this way, because we will not, uh, we're not going to coddle, you know, we, we have tremendous love and compassion and understanding. Uh, we, we're not here to feed into whatever 
um, past traumas you might have. We recognize them. We know that it doesn't have to do with you and we love you. So if you're ready to step through that door, just keep interacting with us, right? Join the email list. Go to talkhole.com and join the email list. Every Tuesday, I'll put the link down in the uh, comments. So we love you deeply and always. So whatever it is that's in your heart right now, share it, commit to it. We love you. Yeah. And so thanks, y'all. And we're going to keep the dialogue going. And uh, I know we mentioned uh, we're going to be doing the... Um, we're going to be doing the, the the webinar and what's the tacole.com backslash body language. I'll put it in the comments right yeah. now. Okay. So tacole.com backslash body language. Uh, you can always go, uh, check our podcast at uh, meet, uh, mentor in the mirror podcast.com. You can check us out at tacole.com and you know, I'll be here on Facebook. I'm going to be talking <laughs> shit and, and doing my thing as always. I love y'all. I, I love you uh, with a fervor I can't explain in words. And thank you for rocking with me. And thank you for, for accepting me as I am. Eyesight, no eyesight. Um, you know, success, no success. Just, you know, whatever iteration of me. My music iteration, my nursing iteration, my skateboarding iteration, my house music iteration, my dancing. Whatever it is that you resonate with. Thank you for resonating with me so deeply. I love you. Be easy. Be free. Be free. Ciao.